Hey, fresh ad read today because I want you to know that my new book, Motivation for Regular People, Reframing Your Drive to Pursue Your Goals and Achieve Your Potential, is coming out on November 14th of this year. This book is the culmination of all the research I've been doing on motivation for the last six months. In this book, you'll gain a fresh perspective on how motivation actually works, and by the time you finish reading, you'll understand how to leverage your motivation to accomplish your most important goals. I'm so excited for this book to come out, and you don't have to wait until November 14th to purchase your copy. In fact, you can go on Amazon and pre-order your copy today, and you'll receive an instant download via Kindle whenever the book becomes available. You can also wait to buy the paper book on November 14th if you want to have a copy to take notes in, or if you want to bring me a copy and have me sign it for you. That's totally fine as well. I'll include a link to the book on Amazon in the show notes if you want to go ahead and pre-order, and I would be honored honored if you would help spread the word about the book to others who may also be looking for some extra motivation. As a special treat for listening to the show, I'll include a link to read the introduction right away for free on my website. You can hit pause and read it now if you want, or you can wait until you finish listening to the awesome conversation that you're about to hear. Hello and welcome to the Motivation for Regular People podcast, where you'll find all the inspiration you need to start, continue, and finish the goals that matter most to you. Today, you're going to learn about how you can fight resistance and eliminate self-sabotage from your life, whether you have been listening from the beginning or if today is your first time tuning in, we are so grateful that you are here. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so. That way you'll have easy access to new episodes as they come out. We tend to release a new episode every Thursday as well as a few bonus episodes each month. And if you subscribe, you'll always have easy access to those when they become available. We'd also love a rating and a review if you find the content helpful. That will help us grow this community and take this message to more people who could benefit from the conversations that we are having here about motivation. Today, you're going to hear from Benjamin Owen. He's a world-class personal and professional coach with over 15 years of experience. He's especially passionate about helping people people end self-sabotage and destructive habits that could keep them from achieving their goals and dreams. He's also a podcast host himself. He hosts the Awakened Man podcast, and we'll make sure to link to that in the show notes in case that's something that you want to check out. This was one of my favorite interviews that I've had in several weeks. I don't know if I'm supposed to have favorites or not, but I really feel like we had a lot of good insight and awareness that came from this conversation, and I can't wait for you to have a chance to listen in. So let's get started. Here's Benjamin. Benjamin, thanks for coming on the show. I'm excited to talk more with you and hear your story. Brady, it's an absolute pleasure to be on, man. I am honored that you'd have me on to your podcast, and equally, uh, especially talk about motivation. Having been in the, the trenches in body transformation and personal transformation for over 15 years, motivation is something I've had a, a lot of conversations about. Yeah, I can imagine. And I'm sure that based on our conversation prior, you've probably seen motivation at its best and also at its worst. You mentioned that a big issue that you've had to overcome in your past is self-sabotage. So tell us a little more about how that's manifested in your life. Yeah, absolutely. is um, something I've, I've dueled with. And I wasn't even cognizant of it when I first got introduced to the the actual 
topic. You know, someone said to me, it was actually a mentor of mine saying, by the way, Ben, you self-sabotage. I was like, no, I don't. I'm a, I'm a successful minded guy. I consciously move towards my goals. And he said, yeah, but you self-sabotage. Look at this, this, and this. And then I started on a, just almost like a, a journey of looking at my past and any time that I was on the verge of a big breakthrough, something would happen in my life. If it was, I was an elite track runner and I was just about to, to get into the, like the next level of performance. I tore my hamstring and, and I did that drunk on a dance floor. I had multiple business deals and business opportunities and I'd go out and get drunk the night before. And self-sabotage isn't, isn't just what we do. It's what we don't do as well. It's what we miss mm. out. And so sometimes with motivation, and I think this is a really good, important factor. Is sometimes the way I look at helping someone transform is like, imagine a car. The first thing you would do when you get in the car isn't rev the engine and put the, the car into gear to get it to move forward. You remove the brakes. You can sit there and you can rev the engine, get as much motivation, so to speak, as possible. But if you've got the brakes on, you're not going to move forward. So I really like to get into the hood with people about why they've got so much resistance. And this is what came up in my own life. And so started unpeeling what self-sabotage looked like. And it would be for me something like I would have a huge opportunity where I was going to be working with a like a, a podcast guest, for example. We had one of the most famous podcast guests come on our podcast, Dr. Robert Glover. And right at the moment where I needed to pay most attention, which was to the scheduling and getting him in at the right hour, I got the wrong time. Hmm. And so it's doing seemingly dumb stuff right at the moment that you know that you need to be at your best. So when you need to be at your best, it's when you're at your worst. And this can be when you've, and if you're listening to this as well, you might have experienced this before. You're about to go into a really important conversation with your spouse and you lose your temper and you do something silly and it causes a catastrophic level of kind of damage to the relationship for days afterwards. So so one of the things I've noticed is like, if you can help people remove these self-sabotaging behaviors and we can go into how to spot them in a second if you want, but you can remove these self-sabotaging behaviors. You remove the brakes and that's how you get people into momentum. Hmm. This is so interesting. So one of the things that stood out to me from the beginning, you mentioned that you had these tendencies and you weren't cognizant of it at first. So kind of a two-part question here, but how did you become aware and then maybe tie in, how can other people become aware apart from listening to this podcast episode <laughs> of these things that are self-sabotaging them yeah well well first thing i had to go through a lot of pain you know that was i had to make some big mistakes and i think that so many people when they're trying to when they're trying to make it big they think that it's going to be without risk and like whether you're trying to transform your body transform your business build a relationship get married whatever it is it involves risk and a big part of what stops people from going into big big opportunities is risk and so I risk a lot of things. I put myself in, you know, hard business positions. I took, took chances and I failed and it just got more and more painful. And anyway, like I said before, my mentor said, I think you self-sabotage. And I actually got in touch with um, 
there's a very famous Hollywood psychotherapist called Phil Stutz and Barry Michaels. They wrote the book, The Tools. There's been a recent Netflix documentary with Jonah Hill in there. Um, with And it, if you watch it, it's a fantastic documentary. And Phil Stutz talks about this, this force called part X. Now, I, I wrote... I wrote a letter, I wrote an email to Barry saying, Hey, will you come to my men's group and do a, you know, do a session with us and tell us about the the type of psychotherapy that maybe Jonah Hill does or Will, you know, Will Smith or Jay-Z. They were some of the clients that have worked with them. And he was like, Yeah, sure, I'll come on. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. We're going to get one of the best in Hollywood to come and work with my men's group. And he started talking about this, this part of us called part X. Now, I'd never heard of this concept before. And for me, I'm quite scientific-based. I'm left-brain, logical, linear. And it was this kind of woo-woo thing of part X, and it was there to sabotage your life. It's this part of you that is there to hold you back. And this is how he explained it. If you are somebody that has got a huge force for growth in your life, so Brady, like, what's one of your endeavors at the moment? Like, What's something that you're trying to create or achieve in your life? Yeah, so I am almost done with a book, about to push it across the finish line. It's written, so I've just got to get through the editing and the marketing and telling the world that this book exists. Oh, brilliant. So book, so creative endeavor. Any creative endeavor, is, is, you're going to find this. So so every force, remember, if you remember Newton's third law, every force has an equal opposing force. So Brady's got this huge force for growth in the world. He really wants to create and give and support the world with his with his with his books. But he's going to be met with an opposing force, which is his part X, his resistant force, his inner enemy, if you wish. And what that is, is in, in the moment where he's most going to be creative, when he's going to be most creative, that is when he's going to have to battle his demons. Hmm. And that could be he sits down to write his book and his brain goes, hey, Brady, Go make a cup of tea, especially if you're if the if you're British, that's probably more thing. Go make a cup of coffee. Go mm. and check your email, and he gets bombarded with all of these uh, distractive thoughts when he's ready to take a risk. Can you recognize that? Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. So one of them. I don't remember if this was the inner game by Timothy Galloway or if this was my coach training program, but somewhere in the connection between those two, I learned a formula performance equals potential minus interference. And so I feel like that's relevant here. The other thought yeah. I'm having, have you read the war of art or war of art by Stephen Pressfield? Yeah. It's like do the work as well. The same book by Stephen, the, the same thing. Um, do the work. Mm-hmm. turning pro but but pressfield speaks about exactly the same thing that he calls it resistance phil stutz calls it part x the bible calls it the devil you know it this this force within us has been talked about in all personal development across time so you know when i've te- when i've taught this to various people and various podcasts people have gone oh yeah that's the devil or that's the um that's the chimp or that's the computer they've, they've you know people have reference this force within us that is resistant to our us moving forwards and that's where the self-sabotage thing comes in what it's trying to do in that moment is steal the one thing that is the most important thing for you moving forwards in your life which is your attention Hmm. which is your state now think about this so i'm about to go and write a really really great podcast script and i'm doing the dishes and all of a sudden my mind floods floods me with anger and 
resent about something Poppy hasn't done, my partner. And he, and my, my mind starts flooding me with all these primitive thoughts and feelings. And, and I start hanging on to them. So I've lost my state. I'm angry. I'm annoyed. I'm not in a creative state. Is it likely that I'm then going to go and create something that's going to move me forward in the world? And that that made so much sense to me because I could, I could see that happening in so many ways. So part X works its magic in so many different ways, but it's one job is to shut down potential. And so it, no matter how much motivation you have, is it if you cannot work against that resistant force in the moment that you're about to take action, you will stay the same because the whole point of this part of the brain is to keep you the same and safe. Mm-hmm. So this really was revolutionary for me. And I was like, ah, right. So the a, a lot of the time people will be like, oh, okay, that sounds, yeah, I can, I can get that. Well, how do I work on it? Like the how comes up because it's fairly abstract, but the first, the first thing you need to do is just label it as it comes up. And so I'll be sitting here, I'll be about to do work and I'll, I'll find myself scrolling through reels on my phone. I'm like, oh, you got me. Because if I, if my heart X can distract me for 15, 20 minutes, I'm not moving forwards. Because if you think about motivation as a force, it's propelling you towards an unknown future where you don't have prediction and response. Hmm. It, it, it makes sense. It's like, although we you know we need to actualize as human beings, we also need to stay safe. So you've just got to be mindful and you've got to slow down and start to spot it. So the first thing I do with clients is they just, for the first two weeks, sometimes month or two, they just label in this part of them that's trying to, and they text me saying, Ben, I just, part X was just, this was how it was showing up. And it's magical because what happens is the friction reduces, like you said, in your equation, you reduce the friction and then all of a sudden, the motivation they had anyway starts to be way more effective. And we haven't done anything to put the the the, uh, the foot on the accelerator, so to speak, yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had an intake session with a new client this morning because I do coaching as well. And I asked him what success would look like from the coaching. And he started talking about wanting to be more focused, eliminate distractions, kind of like what we're talking about here. And my reflection on that was you're really talking about two things. You're talking about identifying it, as you mentioned, naming it, labeling it, and then also determining how you're going to respond to these things when they happen. And I feel like that identification piece is so important. I think about something Brene Brown says in the context of emotions. She says, if you can name the emotion, you have power over it. If you can't name it, it has power over you. And so I think there's such tremendous potential that comes from not even that step where you're doing something about it, although that's important, but just recognizing what is taking place and normalizing it. Because as you've alluded to, we all experience resistance to some degree. So I want to go back to your story here for a minute. So you were in this place of, as you've described it, massive self-sabotage. Now you are someone who looks like a high performer, coaches others on high performance, And what I'm curious about is at this point, you've put in a lot of practice, you've come a long way. How intentional do you still have to be about fighting or avoiding resistance? There's um, there's something that I learned along the, the way is that there's three constants in life, which is pain, uncertainty, and constant work. And in my, in my twenties, I thought that I would be able to self-develop beyond a lot of that. 
those things. I had this illusion that uh, of happiness that if I read enough positive psychology books and I practice being happy and I push down all my anger, my uh, all the those contractive emotions that I would feel happy and joyful all of the time. And I'm a very happy and a joyful guy. However, I believe that fighting this part of you that's there to to mess your life up is a daily practice. It's a daily and it's a daily endeavor because as your force for growth grows, so does the resistant force. It's a it's it's not like, you know, I'm gonna get so strong it's not going to exist. It's like and that's what and what might explain this is that if you think about this, Jay-Z was one of the clients of Phil Stutz. So these people at the highest level, so the highest level, Jeff Bezos as a psychotherapist, Jay-Z, Will Smith, these people, famous business moguls, high performers, they have the biggest force for growth and they still self-sabotage. And I was like, well, so you're never going to be exonerated from this work. So the the, the way I would articulate it is the myth of Sisyphus, which is the the Greek god, the Greek king who had to roll the boulder up the hill. And to get it to the top of the hill, get exhausted, it rolls back down. And albeit it was, it seemed like a pointless endeavor and he was condemned to that for his whole life, is that there's two things that's going on. Just because it's every day he had to do it, it didn't mean it was futile. But also as you roll the boulder up the hill, you get stronger. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that when I do make a mistake now or I do something stupid, or I do something dumb, or I miss the, 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 I do, you know, pick up my phone and scroll and 20 minutes is gone. Instead of beating myself up, instead of being nasty to myself, or instead of giving myself a hard time, I get up way quicker. And when I would self-sabotage in my twenties, I could, I would, could write off a week or two. I could write off a whole business. Whereas now I'm way more cognizant and I can shut it down way quicker. I'm like, ah, I'm doing that now. Okay, I'm back in. So I think that the goal isn't to be to be perfect. It's to be able to get back up way, way quicker. So that's how, how I would describe my personal performance now. I still make mistakes, not a perfectionist. But at the same time is that when I do, I'm way, way quicker to spot them and recalibrate. Hmm. This is so good. So I have two thoughts. One, and this is quickly turning into the Brene Brown podcast, at least from what I'm sharing. <laughs> but I think about another Brene Brown quote from a TED talk where she talks about the difference between shame and guilt. She said, shame is feeling like I am bad, whereas guilt is feeling like I did something bad. And feeling shame is not constructive. There's no reason for us to feel like we are inherently bad. It's also not true for all of us who are human beings, whether you're a person of faith or not, we can all agree that we're created. We are born with innate value simply as human beings. But guilt is a positive emotion in the sense that it's corrective. If you feel guilt, if you feel like you did something bad there, yeah, there's a little bit of regret maybe there, but there's also this sense of opportunity to learn something that will help you improve or do better in the future. The other thing I love about what you said is this idea of training. I feel like there's this false dichotomy that we often have where we think we can either do something or we can't. And we set up these ridiculous standards for ourselves to do things when we have no prior development or no prior experience. The reality is you do what you can today to push yourself forward, knowing over time, as you grow these muscles, as you expand your thinking, you're going to be capable of more tomorrow than you are today. 
And it's a process that requires a lot more work, a lot more patience, but it's also, I think so much more sustainability comes from that sort of perspective. Yeah, uh, actually, um, something I learned this year, and I, I, I followed Brene Brown in my 20s a lot, and I I did a lot of work, of her work. You know, I did, I followed her, did some of her courses, and this idea of of shit, of healthy shame. And I'd never even been introduced to this concept until the last two years, and it was like this idea that there's a healthy shame, uh, which is where it's a powerful recalibrator. It's a like, oh, actually, no, I, you know, I am the problem in this situation, mm-hmm. and I and I can change, and that was something that really helped me because, like, you know, I one of my parts of my self sabotage journey was was divorce, and it was like there was parts of that that I had to really delve deep in and say, no, actually, well, it's not I have a problem, it's I am creating a problem here. And it was mm-hmm. healthy shame. It was like, oh, this this emotion I'm feeling is a powerful. I don't want to feel this again. I never want to feel this again. And so that was a really powerful concept that helped me because I, you know, following Brene's stuff is like, okay, shame. I don't want to feel shame. If I feel shame, I feel contracted. And I and I totally agree with that. And I think it's not a it's not like a it's it's wrong. But what I learned, which was even more powerful, is, is about healthy shame. And, and you know, I think we in the context of motivation is that when we are trying to move forwards, when we are going to when we take big shots, we're going to feel these feelings. We're going to feel emotions like shame, like, oh, I'm the problem. And like I said, these tools, like the tools that I've learned, probably the tools that Brady's got help people get back up quicker and. And that's what I noticed, like, you you know, when people were in action and they were taking shots, they seemed to just become way more resilient. They had way more momentum. And ultimately, that's my job as a coach is to keep someone on the field. You know, I, my start, I started my professional coaching career as a performance coach. My job when I went to professional football clubs, whether it's working professional athletes, keep the players on the field. That's it. You don't need to do anything else. They've got to be strong enough, but you injure them in the gym you're you're gone. So my job was just to keep players and athletes in momentum. And the best players were the ones that always stayed on the field. So what what I think I'm getting at here is if you can keep yourself in momentum by practicing observing where you are self-sabotaging, slowing yourself down and getting back up quickly, you're more likely to to keep that momentum that will help you with your business goals, body transformation goals, your relationship goals. And that's when you get the biggest success. I love that. You just alluded to the question that I was about to ask, but I'll pose it to you anyways, in case there's more that you want to say. So for the person who's listening to this conversation and they're thinking, I know I'm facing some resistance. I'm ready to start pushing back. What are the first one or two simple steps that you would recommend to that person? I can go through a tool like this is this tool changed my life. Um, it's called the reversal of desire. So the 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 thing is is that the problem with with pain is that we're rewarded in the moment for avoiding pain, but the consequence of avoiding pain is kicked way down the road. So for example, if Brady is starting a business, in the moment he's got to make a sales call, he's got to pick up the phone and he's got to ring someone. He's getting resistance to that. And he goes, oh, do you know what? I'll leave it today. I won't call them. He's rewarded because he doesn't have to do that painful thing of picking up the phone and asking someone to buy from him. But it's not until three weeks, three months that the consequence of that action unfolds. 
And that is the biggest thing that I find with people that they have this aversion to walk into pain. So resistance is pain, you know, ego pain, we can call it what we want, embarrassment, worry, fear. So what we've got to do is we've got to reframe pain. We've got to be, say, oh, pain is safe. Pain's a, a, a powerful way to, to change my life. My life will t- change when I turn towards my pain. So why you always I do a little visualization with clients. I see the pain, see it, see it as a cloud, and you run towards the pain saying, I love pain. And you see the cloud spitting you out the other side and saying, pain sets me free, bring it on. And that tool, when I notice moments where I have to walk towards pain, whether it's phoning a client, asking for a big fee, whether it's proposals, whether it's an uncomfortable conversation with my spouse, whether it's rolling back the, I get up at 4.40 a.m. to go running, when it's rolling back the duvet, when it's nice and warm and getting into the room in in 4.40 a.m., it's like I'm moving towards my pain. So if you're struggling with resistance at the moment, just see that resistance as the thing that you want because it has great reward. And when you start to really get under the hood of this, when you really start to slow down to, I love pain, pain sets me free, it, it changes your life. And it did mine. I, I'm very, very quick to move towards things that are uncomfortable now. And uh, yeah, so it, there's, a, there's a powerful, it's, the actual tool is called the reversal of desire. You can find it all across the of YouTube. Um, maybe Brady could put it in the show notes. Um, it was a little, it was a little um, uh, imagery tool that I used for, 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 for months on end of the shower. <laughs> believe it or not yeah and, I'd, and I, what i'd do i'd get the shower running on as cold as possible and i'd walk in towards the shower and it was it was cold it's like i love pain pain sets me free but i would see the cold water as the thing i didn't want to do that day mm. and i'd just go into it and people you'd be using ice baths and stuff like that but it's having something a, a practice in your day and in the moment to help you move in towards resistance well, and I think that even goes back to what we we're talking about before with the training piece, which is that's not just an instantaneous experience. That is something that is developing you to better embrace those opportunities in the future. There's a compounding reward that comes even beyond that moment of embracing that pain. So that's that's so valuable. Such a good way for us, I think, to wrap up this conversation, which has been absolutely fantastic. Benjamin, thanks again for your time. If someone wants to learn more about the work that you're doing or connect with you, where could people do that? Yeah. Thank you, man. Um, well, first of all, like, like I said, again, I really enjoyed the questions they are fantastic. And, uh, thank you so much for listening. If, if we've had your attention to your most valuable asset, um, head on over to uh, coach Benjamin Owen on Instagram. Um, I'm one of those people. If you say hello and talk to me, I talk back, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and equally, uh, the awaken man podcast. So we, we created a podcast, my business partner and I, to document the journey of us building in businesses while building families and creating an experiential life. And, and we help men, uh, specifically men, overcome their challenges and create phenomenal businesses and lives. And we've been going now for two years. It's an incredible project. And loads of guys have, have exponentially shifted their lives doing their, their work with us. So, uh, yeah, so at Coach Benjamin Owen or the Awaken Man podcast. That's awesome. And we'll link both of those in the show notes as well. Benjamin, thanks again for your time and for all the tremendous insight that you had to share with us. Thank you, guys. 
Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Recently, I was feeling overwhelmed with all of the responsibilities I was juggling in my work and personal life. I signed up for BetterHelp and scheduled my first online therapy session. To be honest, I was a little nervous about meeting with a therapist online, but I was matched with a great therapist who offered me a fantastic experience. She helped me tremendously in our first session, and I noticed an instant difference in my mental health. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can also message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions whenever it's convenient for you. If you're matched with a therapist who isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, you also get more scheduling flexibility and a more affordable price, especially when you get 10% off your first month by signing up at betterhelp.com mfrp. That's betterhelp.com mfrp. Check it out and sign up today.